Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Not funny, Austin. Not funny in the slightest. Welcome on back to Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, live from the Utah RV Super Show. Come on by and see us. Open until 9 o'clock tonight, 2 to 9 tomorrow. Uh, on Saturday, on Saturday, 10 to 9, and on Sunday, 10 to 4. I got some, I was going to go use the restroom during the break, and I got uh, some bad advice from my coworkers, and now I, I need to wait for another break. Uh, we told you where to go, and you went to the wrong place. I've been here a zillion times. I know where the bathroom is on the other side of the showroom. I know, showroom. But there's one right over here right behind us. I don't believe you. And uh, it's not right Zach, behind us. let's show them. We'll show them during the no, next break. No, I don't, I don't want to He just had to, to end up having to hold, hold his horses there. For I do not want to. Want some lemonade, Jake? Uh, no. <laughs> after this segment, after we talk to PK and get uh, the insights from Patrick and Ann, I'm going to the bathroom that I know about. We will escort you over here. No, I, I, don't, I don't want to. Now I'm going over there on principle. All right. Do what you, do what you guys are called just, to do. You're just going to torture torture me and, and drop all these water references during the break because you <laughs> you think you're so funny. Just got the running water going in the background. Not funny. <laughs> I wonder if what would happen if you went into one of these rigs and just used the facility there. Oh, that would be, I think, unpopular with, <laughs> with whoever's RV I happen to choose. Because then they'd have to, you know, do something about it before they, you know, sold it or, or took it back to the lot, right? Uh, well, That's creating work for somebody. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. I was just looking for options for you. That's so. nice of you to be, be thinking of me. All right. We, uh, we'll talk to PK in just one. Well, in fact, let's, uh, let's jump out to the uh, zone phone, the Sprint special guest line, of course. Uh, you hear him each and every morning from 6 to 10 alongside David James. You can also read his weekly columns at 1280thezone.com. He's our good friend, Patrick Kinahan. Hi, PK. Is this Jake Scott, the one who thought Chip Kelly was a better hire than Herm Edwards? Is that the same guy? It is the, the very same guy. <laughs> Hi, Patrick. What a great way to start our conversation. How are you? <laughs> well, you know, I think we should take that take as far as Chip being better than Herm and put it in the commode, which I understand that's where Gordon has just returned from. No, I haven't. That's where, that's where Jake needs to get to. Oh, man. But he got lost during the last break, and, uh, and so now he, he's over here jumping up now. Oh, one Jake. Way. Okay. Well, I got it. Well, then I will. Well, we'll make this quick then. I thought it was Gordon, but uh, since it was Jake, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. He's forgetful. <laughs> hey, PK, let's start off talking a little bit about BYU-USC. Uh, Gordon is very high on this Slovis kid from Southern California watching their, their performance against Stanford. I'm a little bit more in the hold-the-phone, one-game-is-one-game kind of mode, but how big of a threat do you think USC is now after seeing what they did to Stanford? I think we've lost PK. All right. Well... I, you know, the way you phrase that question, it's not like I think this guy is 
has, has proved himself. I mean, but I do think he is a threat, especially in that particular offense. And that's how they're going to use him. So uh, I'm, not, I'm not proclaiming him a Heisman favorite or anything like that. I'm just saying that he is a new threat that did not exist for the Trojans prior to. Okay. I just don't often hear you talk about uh, quarterbacks the way you talk about him. You wrote a column about him. Yeah, that's because Utah and BYU are facing him in consecutive weeks. Did you uh, write a column about Gardner Minshew last year? <laughs> Did BYU play? No, I don't. I don't know if. Uh, if if they did play back to back, I don't think so. Uh, PK's he, back. Hey, PK. PK he kind of misstated that question. I said that he's a new threat, something for BYU and Utah to consider over the next couple of weeks. I didn't nominate him for a Heisman. Gordon's in love with this Slovis kid. PK, <laughs> where are you on USC right now as uh, as a team? Well, I'm in San Bernardino, but that's another story. <laughs> I think that you asked me a, a threat. Yeah, they're a threat to beat BYU. Are they a threat to dethrone Utah, the defending champion in the South, or at least a first-place winner in the South, if you decide that's a title or not? Uh, I need more evidence. But I saw enough against Stanford to think that he can go into Provo and win for sure. And the whole BYU mantra this week is uh, slow, slow, slow. Did you know that? <laughs> Has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Slow the flow. Slow the flow. Yes, and you know, they've, they've, they haven't been very good at home. Jay Drew wrote about it in the D News, and so it's time to prove it in the Prove. So, PK, I've read a story uh, today that essentially BYU is talking about how they have, we're impressed with the young quarterback, but that their main emphasis is slowing the run. I'm not sure if that makes complete sense when you're going up against an air raid offense. Mm, I'm sure that you're not sure is the correct way to think of it. Yeah. I would have those same concerns, too, because, you know, I've seen USC play now two games because both of their games were at in the evening, Right. So I was done with uh, the stuff that I had to do and was able to watch both of those games. And I thought that the first game against Fresno, you know, I've been watching SC play for a long time, as you have, and I felt like this was a different offense that I hadn't really seen. And we know that Air Raid, as you say, with, with Harold being a disciple of Leach and all that stuff that goes into that tree, and I really felt like JT Daniels came out and he was looking great, and we know what happened to him, unfortunately. But I felt like the offense had a different look to it and you know we have become to know come to know SC's offense with student body right student body left the Heisman Trophy winners so yeah I would have some doubt if that's the right thing to do too because I think the strength of their team and I always thought this going in was these marvelous wide receivers that they have Hey, they're great. In fact, it might be the best group in the entire country. PK is with us, 97.5 and uh, 1280 The Zone. Uh, how big of a deal is it that uh, BYU is coming into this thing with a little confidence, having beat Tennessee and and kind of, uh, you know, gotten the, the performance against Utah out of their mind? Yeah, I think it takes the pressure off because I really felt that, and I wrote about it myself, that the Tennessee win was a must-win because if they didn't get that, then they were looking at an 0-4 start, and then it's a disaster. 
Well, so it's taking the pressure off. They're obviously not going to go one and four, and, or zero oh and four, excuse me. And SC now they look tougher, and we're just basing it off one or two results. And then conversely, Washington doesn't look as tough. And you got both those those teams at home. So you know, at, at worst, you're going to go one and three, which still sets you up for an opportunity to get bowl eligible. And Gordon and I were talking about this today in the podcast in contention that we're going to have out there. Uh, Jake, Scott, or Jake Hatch is going to put it up uh, here soon. And, you know, the whole goal for these guys right now has to be reevaluated. It's not about 10, 11 wins. It's about 6, 7, and 8 wins. And, you know, if you got anything beyond that, that's just awesome. So I think it takes the pressure off. And the goal, at least the first goal, is – our bowl eligibility and I think they're within reason of that even if they lose these next two games PK do you have a theory on the uh, troubles at home for BYU is it just a matter of playing tougher teams well it's not love at home Gordon and as you know you need love at home and for whatever reason they're not having love at home Uh, I don't know exactly what it is I don't know how you can go to Wisconsin and beat a decent Wisconsin team, not one of their better teams, but still decent, and how you really control the, the flow and the tempo and the rhythm of that game. And then, you know, I get, well, you changed quarterbacks, so you came home and lost to Northern Illinois. But at that point, you know, they hadn't changed, made the quarterback switch, and they just didn't look as good as they should have. So maybe it's the pressure of being at home. I, I, I really can't put my finger on it to say, ah, oh, man, it's this, it's that. These are specific reasons. Uh, I, I, I just think that you know maybe that their, their talent isn't good enough to be consistent at good enough levels every week. So you, you don't know what you're going to get, in a sense, from week to week, which is why this week is very interesting because they showed some moxie in that come-from-behind win the other night. Even if Tennessee stinks in the moment, Tennessee was a desperate team there. There's 92,000 people cheering them on, and the Cougars managed to get the victory and so they did well then that should provide them with confidence so i'm real intrigued to see how they do against these guys the trojans coming in you know if you got if you're going to lose there's a winner and loser every game at least show well and they've had some games at home where they haven't shown well pk with us 97.5 and 1280 of the zone pk is there anything interesting to you about the utah idaho state game or is it just simply uh watch them smash them and move on yeah, I you know, we all knew that this was what it was going to be, and so I, I can't think of anything. I mean, I can come up with stuff, but that's a bunch of garbage. It's a garbage game. We knew it was going to be a garbage game. Uh, they moved BYU to the first game, and so consequently they didn't play their Big Sky game the first game. It, we'd prefer it to be over, but it's not. I mean, I'm barely going to be paying attention to this. Obviously, I'm going to go to Provo instead of – going to Utah, it's, it's not worth my time, whereas next week, then it ramps up, and then for the next nine games spread over 11 weeks, it's on. PK, is there anything that you've seen, after all the high expectations for the Utes, that would uh, discourage uh, that kind of thinking after the first couple of games? Uh, possibly field goal kicking. Uh, they haven't made a clutch field goal, and these guys, both of these guys fighting for the job to them, it's clutch, right? Because they're trying to win the job. And Kyle opened it up 
into the season, and he made that statement right after the BYU game. They're going to Redding kid after uh, the Stouch kid. And so to them, they're big kicks, even though they've got comfortable leads within the game. So as far as the game result, they're not necessarily big kicks. And Matt Gay was a phenomenal weapon for them last two years, obviously. So I suppose that uh, I want to see what happens a little bit in the pass defense. You know, 202 yards. Uh, the Northern Illinois quarterback threw four in the first half. He's a Cal transfer, so he's been around a little bit, a grad transfer. But then in the second half, I think he only had like 27 yards. So, no, I think Tyler Huntley has been brilliant. The competition hasn't been good. So, But I already knew that. It's not like that was a, well, a surprise. How's Tyler Huntley going to do? I suppose if he stunk, maybe, but he hasn't stunk. He's been brilliant. But I figured that he would be very good these first three games. What is he going to do on a Coliseum in eight days? That was always the question because we were all picking them to be, uh, to be 3-0. and So to this point, very little. Check back. Uh, now, a week from Friday night, maybe there's some new things there. But to this point, I think it's gone the way we all expected it to go. Looking around the rest of the league, PK, the rest of the Pac-12, is there anything that has uh, surprised you? Uh, I wasn't really surprised that Cal beat Washington again, but, I mean, is there anything that's kind of jumped out to you with another team in the league? Uh, I can't really say from the positive that, wow, I didn't see that coming. You know, the, the quarterback for Leach goes in there. They haven't played the best competition, and he just takes random guys off the street, and they throw for 300 yards. So as somebody who's been in a program for this whole time and is a senior, I would expect that, and we'll see how they do uh, throughout the course of the season here. Uh, Oregon stumbling, uh, not scoring, a huge, long, dry spell against Auburn with senior quarterback and Herbert. I guess supposedly that was something that was surprising. Uh, maybe Arizona's defense has been crappy. I'm not sure I expected as bad, maybe a little bit better. But I think they'll get better. Uh, Colorado, very nice win against Nebraska. You know, they were left for dead in that game. But that's what I've been saying all along. Montez is a 50-year senior quarterback. This guy's a good quarterback. He's a quality player. And he put that pass right on the money, that little fade in the end zone that got them where they needed to be, and then they win the ball game. So, uh, you know, OT, I think it was. So that's maybe a, a little bit of a positive surprise. But I expected that to a degree, but not really anybody else. The Devils' offense is way too young. They're defensively driven. And, you know, their whole goal, they went – the whole goal for them – is to find a way to go seven and five. So now they got to go. They got ten games left. So they got to go five and five. They're not a contender, I don't believe. Next year and the year after, stakes ramp up because they're playing almost exclusively freshmen and sophomores. So look for next year in the way the Utes did a couple years ago when they put Tyler Huntley in and went seven and six. Now this is Utah's year, and expectations have risen. Same thing with the Devils. I, I I'm not a believer in that uh, UCLA quarterback. Thompson Robinson or Robinson Thompson, whatever it is, Dorian. I, I just don't think he's all that good. And so consequently, their offense has sucked, and they're in a whole world of trouble. So I guess, I guess uh, Slovis, the one big surprise, I didn't expect him to throw for 377 yards against Stanford, for sure. So, PK, overall the South is about what you thought it would be, is what you're saying. Uh, in terms of pecking order, 
I would say so because I had Chip Kelly's bunch sixth. I had Colorado uh, fifth. I had Arizona fourth, ASU third, SC second, and Utah first. And right now, you know, maybe I'm wavering a little bit on SC because I was they have the most impressive win to date, I believe, in the conference by winning the way they did over Stanford. And so it's a home ball game. And particularly if this kid comes out and looks good Saturday, then they're going to just go into that game with a world of confidence for sure. PK, thank you so very much for jumping on with us, uh, giving us a little insight. And we'll, of course, be catching the show tomorrow morning. Thanks, man. All right, make sure you do not walk in the women's room, though, by mistake, because that could cause issues. Could be a problem. Yes, I will Something you know, that, make uh, sure. Something that has happened before, hasn't it? That has happened to me before, yeah. yes. Uh, but thank you, PK. <laughs> we appreciate it, man. All right, guys. Uh, Patrick and Ann, 6 to 10 every uh, single morning with DJ and PK. And also, don't miss uh, PK's columns he puts up at 1280thezone.com. He usually does them after games that he's covering. You heard he'll be in Provo, the BYU-USC game. And then he usually puts one out there on Wednesdays. And, of course, uh, the both of you have a podcast together as well. Yeah, in contention, we recorded it this morning, and it will be uh, posted sometime, I believe, uh, PK said this afternoon. So we'll see what happens. Does it get more contentious than than you and I do because I got a I got a tweet earlier today I'm sure you saw it of people uh, uh, a guy who was uh, saying we argue too much uh well that's not my fault that's your fault <laughs> it, it was from Ty on Twitter he says he's a 10-year listener he says why are you guys at each other's throats all the time I liked you two better when you were more agreeable okay let's be more agreeable is just agree, possible? Just agree with what I okay, said. Okay, yes, Gordon. Let's be more. <laughs> let's be more agreeable. Sure. Uh, you can listen to Hans and Scotty, and they agree with each other quite a bit. So we we uh, we battle it out sometimes. I, Do Hans and Scotty argue much? I, I haven't heard them argue that much. Uh no, they don't argue. Uh, they don't argue all that much. And PK just makes fun of DJ. True. Right? Although I've I've heard them argue a little bit. Yeah, Tony and Austin. I used to argue with Tony. Tony, uh, you uh, keeping that up, Austin? You argue with Tony a lot? Uh, yeah. By a lot, do you mean everything he says? I disagree <laughs> with. Well, that's kind of what I did. Uh, I, I see. Was, that's what happened. You did the show with Tony, and then see uh, between when you and I did the show before, then you did the show with Tony, and now you're more disagreeable. Okay, that could be it. You're blaming me because you couldn't find the bathroom. You gave me directions to the bathroom. Zach and I both You, you did. told me that the bathroom was right behind this wall behind us. It is not. Well, there's a wall there. I know, but if you walk around through that... Stop it, Austin. <laughs> Stop it right now. Zach and I will help you find the bathroom, Jake, so that you can... Find some comfort. I do not. Uh, I do not want your help, uh, Gordon. <laughs> I, I you want to hike all the way across the showroom floor over there when there's a there's a head right over here. Yes, that's what I want to do because I don't believe you. Well, we'll prove it to you. No, see, I don't want you see, to you're prove being it to disagreeable me. right now. <laughs> it's so easy for you just to say, "Oh, really? Is it right over there?" Well, maybe I misunderstood. And if you're kind enough to go show me where it is, then you'll save me some time and effort. How about that? I don't believe that. Ty's right. 
<laughs> All right. Joining us now, we are live at uh, the Utah RV Super Show here at the Mountain America Expo, 9575 South State Street. Come on by and see us. Chris joins us now from Motorsportsland. What's up, Chris? How are you? What's going on, guys? Hey, we're just having fun. We love coming out uh, to this thing because... Let's face it, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. There's a ton of cool stuff going on around here. I got to say, though, agreeable radio is not fun radio to listen to. Hey, so I like Chris. There's got to be conflict. Yeah. <laughs> you right. represent, it's not like, entertaining if it's not. You got to represent every side of things, That's right? So we've got to argue over where the bathroom is. <laughs> yeah, that might be taking a little bit too far. <laughs> no, this this show is pretty sweet, guys. I mean, it, that's what's cool about the end of the year type stuff. You got good blowouts from all these dealers, uh, motor sports plan especially, um, but a lot of uh, manufacturer rebates that uh, get us into these shows. That and the thing that a lot of people don't understand about RVs in general is that they're affordable. It's the most affordable trip you can take with a family, and Utah is especially cool when it comes to that because there's so much stuff to see. But, I mean, you can have an RV and go camping with your family for less than a cell phone bill, you know, a month. So, I mean, it's a sweet, sweet thing to do with family, especially get around that campfire. And I think the key is just come down to this RV show and come check all the deals out. Gordon was talking about that, uh, Gordon, off the air, uh, I don't know, a little while ago, where you're saying, is, is it possible that we live in, like, the best place for an RV owner, just because there's so much stuff that is so close? We're in a pretty small state, and we have five national parks. Wow. I mean, that's just that's unheard of. That's you amazing. Know, besides California, we have the most national parks. So Is that why the sales are so high uh, per capita for uh, th- this kind of thing? I would, ag- I would agree that that's one of the biggest reasons, but uh, Utah's economy is also a really good economy, so that helps, too. Mm. You know, Helps people have a little more fun. Absolutely. Well, uh, but it's just a lot of stuff to see around here. As you mentioned, there's a lot of great folks down here, a lot of great retailers. But, of course, tell us a little bit about uh, about you guys over there at Motorsportsland. Yeah, so, I mean, Motorsportsland has been around since 1968. Um, and and we've, we've sold boats. We've done all the fun stuff. But we've really found a niche in the RV business just because it's such a fun business to be in. You deal with a lot of fun people, and you're selling fun. You know, and people really appreciate that. But we've got a ton of good deals going on. We've even got a special on a 26-foot hideout right now. that you, It's like 200 bucks a month, and you can sleep 10 people in it. Wow. And slide outs, it's got, I mean, it's crazy. It's just killer deals down here. Like I said, the key is just come down, check us out. It, you know, what, ten, kind of, what kind of features comes in that kind of item? Uh, pretty much all the features that you have at home, man. You got, you well, maybe not. Like you, you know what I mean. <laughs> no, but you, but basically, what you're saying is you got beds, you got uh, kitchen stuff, you got uh, yeah, bathrooms, you got, bathrooms. you got outside showers, you've got moving walls and stuff because they've got uh, slide outs, you yeah. know. Um, and like I said, the ability to sleep ten people in a 26 foot trailer is just unheard of. Yeah, that's crazy, you know, especially for that kind of money. I mean, you're talking about doing something with your family. I mean, that that'll fit yeah. the whole family. Well, and there's not really much better family time than camping time. Yep, no doubt about it. Well, Chris, thank you very much. We appreciate you. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll have more from the Utah RV Super Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Yesterday, I had to get back in a hurry to produce the big show. As I got to the metal detector, I took my phone, my keys out, my name badge off and put it in the little bucket, waltzed on through like I always do, and it buzzed. And I had said as I walked through, uh, this never goes off, I'm okay. <laughs> and the guy with the wand comes walking over, he's like, oh, really? Uh-huh. And there's a binky. 
in my pocket. There you go. On, on a lanyard with a metal clasp on the end of it. And everyone looked at me like, the first thought they had wasn't, oh, you're a father. You, it was, you've been to a rave this afternoon, haven't you? Yeah, right. <laughs> he said, I better hear about this with Tony or I'm going to let him know myself. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Check. Monson, Jake Scott, 975, of the Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your Thursday. Big thanks to PK for jumping on with us. Join us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. We are live from the Utah RV Super Show, 9575 South State Street, right here in Sandy. Uh, come check out uh, all the latest and greatest in the world of camping and RVs. And uh, open tonight until 9, tomorrow from 2 to 9, uh, Saturday from 10 to 9, and Sunday from 10 to 4. Uh, very easy to get to right here at the Mountain America uh, Expo Center. Again, 9575 South and State Street. Uh, come see. They've got uh, RVs, travel trailers, toy haulers, motor homes, uh, special show pricing on all units. So this is a great time uh, to get into one of these uh, these great things. I could see you. I, I can't remember if I said this to you on the air or off the air, but at some point, Gordon, I could see you and Lisa uh, uh, touring around in one of these suckers. Uh, can you see that? I can see that. Uh. Seeing the sights, making it happen. Driving around the USA, taking the fa- like taking the grandkids with you, <laughs> and and hitting a few things. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't really gotten to that point, but I did just buy a pickup truck. Yeah, so, right. You know, you never know. Well, plus you're not really, and and I'm not either. So don't take this as a as a negative. But you're not really a roughing it kind of guy. <laughs> So you get yourself into one of these trailers, and then you're not necessarily roughing it, but you get to enjoy the camping as well. You can you enjoy the I'm great saying? outdoors. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I see what you're I, saying. On my way to, uh, you know, the restroom, I, I passed some of uh, the tent trailers down over here. I uh-huh. could see I could see myself getting into maybe one of those tent trailers. Those things are pretty cool. Easy to tow and uh, give you some of the uh, conveniences you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, so come check out uh, everything that's going on here. They've got uh, they've got something for you, Gordon. I randomly uh, noticed some Twitter outrage today over a KSL.com article from Zol Cardenas. I'm probably not pronouncing that right, but uh-huh. uh, nonetheless, KSL.com headlined: BYU football fans are unlike any other sports fan base in Utah. Basically saying that BYU football fans are the best. And I don't I don't necessarily really like the premise of something like this because it's so entirely subjective. And they, they go through and, and talk about how there's a lot of BYU fans and that they wear more gear than the other fans and they're more passionate than the other fans and they... A lot of them showed up to Tennessee. I mean, it's a it's an opinion piece, so I'm not going to fault somebody for having an opinion, but... I, I don't know. Do you agree with that premise that BYU no. football fans are the best fans in the state? No, I don't agree with that. I, I think that uh, most of the football fans around are, are from all the schools are, are pretty uh, devoted to, to what they cheer for. Um, I, no, I, I don't agree with that. See, I don't know. What, what would your criteria for best fan base be? Care factor, maybe. 
See, I think that's high across the board for, I mean, Jazz fans, Cougar fans, Ute mm-hmm. fans, Maggie fans I'll throw in there. Yeah. As Utah has gotten better in football, it seems like their fans have gotten a whole lot more passionate. And, uh, and BYU fans, the program has not exactly ascended. It's kind of sort of stayed in a place that uh, in neutral. And uh, I, I think if either of those programs has gained momentum, it's Utah fans, not BYU fans. But that's just my observation. I could be wrong. I'm just guessing. I think the sellout streak at Rice-Eccles is pretty, um, is pretty impressive. Although it's not real. I it mean, isn't real because that game against Northern Illinois was not – I mean, it sold out. I guess all the tickets were distributed. But, I mean, that, yeah. the stadium was far from full. Yeah. And I would guess that the stadium's going to be far from full against Idaho State. In fact, I was talking, uh, uh, I was talking to somebody trying to sell their Utah-Idaho State tickets, mm-hmm. and all they wanted was face value, and they've put them everywhere. KSL, uh, Facebook, you know, uh, the neighborhood app, whatever. They, they listed off like 10 spots that they've, they've advertised them. Can't even get a sniff. Really? Well, I don't blame a fan for not wanting to go to that game. But point being, how is it really a sellout streak? I get what you're saying. Yeah. But, I mean, the fact that they've essentially sold out every game for a decade is, is pretty impressive. I don't know how you classify an entire group of people like that, you know? Oh, you I can't. Mean, I, it, there are passionate BYU fans. There are passionate Utah fans. and There are passionate Utah State fans. Uh, there are passionate Weber State fans. Uh, are, are all the fans passionate? No. Uh, some are. Some aren't. Some are casual. Some are really devoted to it. Um, I think it's impressive that the care factor is high when BYU goes on the road and, and you see what we saw at Tennessee where there's a bunch of people in blue there. 13,000, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that that's impressive. But I, I've met so many passionate fans. Uh, with different uh, different colors on their backs, it, it just <laughs> I I don't know how anybody can come to that conclusion. Should we let, let's let's open up the open mic feature on okay. the app? Download the Zone Sports Network app. Uh, s- send us a, up to fifteen seconds of audio. Who is the best fan base and why? And if you want to be serious, be serious. If you want to joke around, joke around. But I, I'd be curious because I feel like the criteria is so vast that this is an impossibly ridiculous question to answer. But maybe we'll give fan bases a chance to brag about themselves a little bit or, or crack a joke. You never Do know. Do you base it on who sells the most tickets? I don't think so. Do you base it on, on, on how many people show up in the stands? I mean, BYU obviously has an advantage there because their stadium is bigger. But... I mean, this this person at KSL.com used criteria like showing up to the airport after to, to greet the team. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it just there's some like uh, here. Let's see here. Uh, like here, take this paragraph. Who shows off their sports gear more than BYU football fans in Utah? No one. Who wears their team colors more often than BYU football fans? Again, no one. I yes, disagree it, with that. Yes, I... it can be annoying, especially for Ute fans, but we can't knock the love for their team too much. Let's face it, us non-BYU football fans would like to see our team's fan fans be a bit more enthusiastic at times. Oh, I, I see Utah gear all the time. I see it everywhere. I saw a dude uh, at the Mark Knopfler concert last night. I saw a dude head to toe in Aggie gear. I saw a guy just a minute ago wearing a Utah logo on his belt buckle. Right. I, so I don't, 
that's the thing. I don't necessarily agree with the conclusions that this guy's uh, uh, coming to. Well, and, and by the way, enthusiastic uh, BYU fans are they the most enthusiastic? I think Utah fans are overly enthusiastic sometimes. I mean, the 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 wing nuts that uh, keep coming after uh, Austin for uh, fair criticisms on Tyler Huntley, for example. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. by the way, I say wing nut lovingly. <laughs> okay. Because I yeah. know personally the the it's, one who's leading the charge on that whole thing. This so. is the way I break it down. Really, it's a, you know ten percent of your fan base is is half insane, you know, and, and then the other ones are are passionate, but not really. But I I see Utah flags, I see Utah gear, I see uh, people decked out in in crimson. I, I I just disagree with what this the conclusions that this uh, this writer is come to all right we're live at the utah rv super show let us know who has the best fans and why you can do that on our open mic feature Something tells me that might get a little sarcastic the zone sports network app well i i like a little sarcasm every now and again <laughs> i know you do keeps things light <laughs> keeps things funny keeps everybody on edge all right uh it's going on now through sunday here at the mountain america expo center 9575 south state street they're open until nine o'clock tonight they're open from two to nine tomorrow 10 a.m to 9 p.m on saturday 10 to 4 on sunday come see the new 2020 units and get special show pricing on all 2019 units live from the rv super show right here on 97.5 and 1280 the zone this is DJ and PK. Brian Abraham, USCfootball.com. For BYU fans, like USC could certainly take this game a little lighter than they should. If it was a close Stanford game, maybe they would be a little more focused. But I think there's a potential there for these kids that felt like they were so sky high. They know they got Utah coming up that they overlooked this one a little bit, which I think would be a huge mistake. I mean, you saw BYU go on the road and get a big win in Knoxville. There's potential for at least some of the players at USC to be looking ahead. So I think there could be a bit of a psychological advantage there, especially with BYU coming off that huge road win and be able to play in front of their home crowd. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now your not sports report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Motsa, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're hanging out here at the Mountain America Expo Center. It's the Utah RV Super Show. Right now it's time for the Not Sports Report, and it's brought to you each and every day by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? Well, we're going to, to outer space. Uh well, the theme really is, you know, they're storming Area 51 uh-huh. coming up. In, when is that uh, happening? It's like a week from tomorrow or something. Is it? Yeah. Okay, a bloodbath a week from tomorrow. But a couple things. First of all, uh, apparently all around the country and even internationally, people have been spotting snake-shaped UFOs flying through the air. Okay. And it's not just in remote areas, Jake. 
There was a sighting over the Mojave Desert. There was a sighting in Wyoming, but there was also a sighting in New York. Okay. And, I mean, people are calling in these sightings from all around the country. Mm -hmm. And then I read this thing from the Astronomical Journal stating that our Milky Way galaxy could be filled with alien civilizations, according to a study... Uh, but they don't know because they haven't. The aliens haven't stopped by Earth uh, for uh, a million years or so. But if the stake like uh, you know UFOs are out there floating around, then maybe they are. You know? what, uh, what what was that society again? Hit me with that. The Astronomical Journal is where this this. Uh, <laughs> The Astronomical Journal. The the Astronomical Journal. You find that anywhere in there? Pick it up at your local 7-Eleven. The Uh, scientist's work is the latest response to what's known as the Fermi Paradox, which wonders why we haven't yet uh, to detect the signs of alien life. But they think they're out there, but they just haven't detected it yet. All right. So what does this mean? What is the conclusion? I know I bring this up on a fairly regular basis, but what does all of this mean? Well, it means nothing to me, it, actually. It, it means we're not alone in the, in, the, in the vast reaches of space. Has that been confirmed? Well, I mean... Does it really mean is, that? That's what the Astronomical Journal said. Good for them. <laughs> well, what do you... Then what about all these snake-like UFOs that are being spotted? You think someone's pulling a hoax? I don't know. Maybe there's some bad acid they're, going but around out there. They're wiggling around. That's the thing. They're moving. And they're wiggling. Isn't that what they the announcement they made at Woodstock? There's some bad acid. <laughs> Do not take the brown acid. I don't know. Maybe something hit the water supply. Who knows? Oh, maybe it's man. a weather balloon. I don't know. <laughs> oh, back to the weather balloon again. These things are wiggling, and you got a wiggling alien. And you know, I don't know what that says. Maybe they're agitated. Maybe it's a, a, uh, a like a hidden secret Facebook group from different cities that decide to call in the same report to mess with folks. But it could be a, a million things. I have personally talked with five or six different people who have seen UFOs slash spacecraft slash aliens. Are they lying? Are they delusional? Are they seeking uh, fame and fortune are they out of their minds because all of them seemed like fairly sensible people to me Which, well, one of the guys was just like salt of the earth type who didn't want any attention he didn't even want his name used well he just was saying hey i saw this what am i supposed to do with it well i at this you're moment, supposed to storm area 51 that's what you're supposed to do at this moment in time i'd like to also point out that you had a similar opinion about oj simpson so what, so what you're saying is because I had a wrong impression about one person I interviewed many, many years ago that I am wrong about everything else? I'm just saying it, it could happen, yeah. <laughs> Your judge of character is not you're 100%. I'm telling you what. Maybe, this, maybe it's 90, but this, it's not 100. This guy was, he was, you would have liked him. Oh, I like a lot. Of, Kyle Guthrie believes in aliens. I like Kyle. <laughs> I don't I don't believe in them. I'm just saying, hey, speaking of which, look at the front of that trailer. Does that look a little bit like 
An extraterrestrial? Like an alien? Doesn't, well, look at that. I just noticed that. That's a pretty random observation there, Gordo. <laughs> Does that not look like... Chris, does that look like the face of an alien? Chris is joining us now from Motorsportsland. Uh, Chris, do you, do you agree say, Chris, with, look at that. with Gordon? Or? Yeah, it could have a resemblance of a uh, spaceship, yeah. I mean. So now both you and I are actually worried that Gordon's on drugs. Is that is that a little bit what we're saying here, Chris? Yeah. Well, you know, someone could take their, their RV out into the uh, great, beyond, you know, just out in the wilderness somewhere. And probably... Down to Area 51. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there you there. go. Go yeah. camp out. See what you see. Aren't they supposed to camp out on the extraterrestrial highway over there in Nevada? You'd <laughs> be a lot more comfortable in an RV. Well, wasn't there a gentleman's club in Las Vegas that was sending entertainment up for all the visitors up there? Yeah, I heard. I heard mm. that. All right. Well, I'm sorry I brought that up. All three of us are sorry that you. That <laughs> there you are cooler that. things to see in Utah. I promise you that. Yeah, good point. In an RV, let's put it that way. <laughs> well, and, and we're talking a lot about uh, RVs, but there's lots of stuff uh, that you can come see. You know, the toy haulers and tent trailers, and it, it's it. There's a great variety down here. We've got everything from small pop-up pop-up tent trailers to Class A diesel pushers. I mean, that's what's so cool about these shows that you can see everything in one spot. You know, and it's in everybody's budget. You know, like something I said, something for everybody. Something for everybody. You know, it's there's a lot of cool things to see. Like I said, the, the thing is, get down here, come check it out. If you have any interest in an RV at all and getting out and checking out the outdoors, this is the way to do it. It's the best family time you can. Do. When was the last time you went out? I went out uh, two weeks ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Where'd you? Well, end whatever up Labor Day was. Yeah. yeah, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, couple where'd, weeks ago. where'd you end up? Up to Duchesne, starvation oh, area. Okay. Pretty and nice. You had oh, fun? It's beautiful. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's an out, like I said, it's, it, that's, the, that's what's so cool about where we live in Salt Lake City. I mean, even if you're down south in St. George, there's stuff so close to you, and that's why the RV market in Utah is so hot is because everything is in our backyard, and it's all beautiful. You've got everything from red rock to pine trees, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, starvation's phenomenal fishing, too, if you're interested in it. Mm. Uh, tell us a little bit about Motorsportsland, of course. You guys have been a mainstay around here forever. Been here forever. Been in the same location forever, 1968. Um, great ownership, great people. And like I said, what, what we sell you guys is fun, and that's, that's what we love to do. And the, nice, the neat thing about Motorsportsland in general, too, is that our employees, we're all RVers. We believe in what we sell, and we, we do it. As much as we possibly can. Well, so I, I'm, assume, I'm assuming that most of the folks that are leaving your uh, your your place over there have a big old grin on their face. Uh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, ear to ear, baby. You said it. Uh, you said it earlier. You guys sell fun, right? We sell fun. You sell fun. Yeah, it's yep. a great way to look at it. Uh, Chris, thank would you very it, much. Would it, if if uh, Jake were to buy one of these, would it put him in a better mood? It would probably make him more fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would put me in a better mood. I, these things are cool. These things are really Camping cool. Camping puts everybody yep. in better moods, man. Get off those screens. Get out and uh, check out nature. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. All right, thanks, guys. All right. We'll have Tanner Mangum, the former BYU quarterback, joining us next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Ryan Leaf, host of uh, Believe in Pac-12 Football on the Believe Podcast Network. The conference, I believe, it from top to bottom, is as competitive as any conference out there. And they just beat the hell out of each other and cannibalize one another. And it's not an excuse. My biggest qualm about the Pac-12 right now is the, their inability to win the games they're supposed to win. That they can't lose. You know, UCLA can't lose to Cincinnati. They can't lose to San Diego State. You know, Oregon State and Arizona can't lose to Hawaii. 
but that stuff can't happen. Uh, that's why I like that Utah is so highly ranked right now, and they continue to go up if they keep winning because they need to be in the conversation when the college football playoff committee starts putting out their picks. Otherwise, the Pac-12 just will not get noticed. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.